Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me today, as always, is my friend, the professional NHL better. You know him as So Money Sports. And So Money, we got a busy Thursday night. We got a busy weekend ahead with Indian Wells, the Tennis Masters 1000 coming our way as well. But for this show, it's all about the pucks. And we had a pretty good time with it on Tuesday, the Coyotes, the Devils. And the Senators all hit for us at pretty big numbers. Uh, so you know what that means. Uh, buyer beware this time around. Regression looms. And maybe that regression will start with our favorite underdog for Thursday, March 10th. The Detroit Red Wings, they're plus 155 hosting the Minnesota Wild, who are coming back at minus 190. The over-under here at Little Caesars Arena, Pizza Pizza, is set at six and a half. The Wings have allowed 4.9 goals on average in their last 15 games. They've given up five plus in eight of those 15 and have allowed 15 goals over the last two games played. However, I think we both are going to be buying low on these wings against the wild who have some goaltending issues of their own. Right, exactly. And I'm not interested in uh, laying any big number with the wild right now. Um, a win against the Rangers without, without Igor doesn't, uh, doesn't do much for me to, uh, uh, change the needle on them. So um, I'll probably be on the wings here. Um, one other thing that I'm looking at for this game is that um, I do need to see Talbot and Ned. Um, I think that um, they want to, for whatever reason, they they, they want to give him more playing time. I don't think he's the best option there. So um, if we do get Talbot, then I'll be looking at the wings. And also, of course, with any wings game, uh, we, we need to look at the over as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's right now at six and a half. Wouldn't it be surprised if this one uh, ticks up to seven with the way the Red Wings have been giving up scoring chances, but it's not a fun one. Not one that, uh, you know, you particularly look forward to making, but it's wings for me as well. And on that note, let's move to the rest of the board. 13 games on Thursday night. We'll start uh, this section in Boston with an original six matchup between the Blackhawks. They're plus 220 taking on the Bruins who are minus 275. The over under here is five and a half. This is going to sound weird because I think we're both bullish on the Bruins generally over the long term of the season. I bet them about a week and a half ago to win the Stanley Cup. I think that they are going to be a bear to deal with in the postseason. However, I don't think they profiled all that well as a a strong big favorite because of their uh, hot and cold nature to their offense. In addition, their goaltending with Lena, especially when Linus Allmark is in, is not uh, all that great. I would expect Jeremy Swayman to start here, which uh, is a different story. However, uh, the Blackhawks, as we touched on last episode, even though they ended up delivering a win against the Ducks, who we both liked, they're going through something weird as an organization. Their general manager has announced that they're going to strip it down and start over. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, all these guys, uh, Alex Dabrinkit even, they might be on their way out, whether in the, at the deadline or in the offseason, which is more likely. So it's just a weird time to back a team like this, even at a big number. So I'll be passing here. Although that does kind of set up, I think, for some goals to be scored. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I mean, just uh, just when I talked about the Hawks having trouble scoring, they 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 go and put up an eight spot. 
the win was nice, but there's not much we can take away from that game. Uh, it was it was against the Ducks, and now they're obviously uh, stepping up in class here. Um, Swayman is confirmed in net, and Matt Grizzlick should be back as well. Um, the total is five and a half right now. It's not going to stay there. We should see a move towards the six. Um, and a five and a half in this league right now is only reserved for two elite defensive teams. And the Blackhawks are not that. So um, if we're not at a flat six, when the market uh, opens up in the morning, I will be coming in on the uh, on the over in this game. All right, we'll move on to Vegas. The Golden Knights, they're minus 230, taking on the Sabres, who are plus 185. The over-under here is six. Some interesting narrative stuff in this game we'll get to in a second. But I actually want to start with just a couple of thoughts on Vegas. Uh, all season, going back to before opening night, the Knights have been a top five uh, Stanley Cup favorite. They're still hanging around there around 10 to 1. If they drift a little bit, like if they somehow fall into a, a real scrap for a playoff race, which is not out of the question right now, especially with Mark Stone out and, and them needing to keep him on LTIR to stay cap compliant uh, by the drift on the nights. I think if you're looking to get into a Stanley cup future, this team is going to be good when they're fully healthy and rolling. They're so deep up front, especially that top six uh, and their defense is also pretty good. And they got a great goaltender and Robin Leonard. So just that's something to keep in mind with, uh, with the Knights uh, for this matchup though. I don't really think there's any betting value on the board. The Knights are struggling. As we said, they, they just lost the flyers in a game which they dominated, but ran into a hot goalie and Carter Hart. Um, but that's been kind of what we've been seeing out of the Knights for the past couple of weeks here. Some, some very inconsistent performances. So instead uh, I'm going to go in a different direction with this one and, and take a stroll down narrative street uh, and, and look for a, a decent, the best number I could find on Jack Eichel to be an anytime goal scorer in his return to Buffalo after that whole saga. So that's where I'm going. Anything for you with the Knights and the Sabres? That'll be something eh, if you can get yeah. a goal there. So Vegas is on the first game of um, of, of a back-to-back. So we are on um, on goalie watch here uh, with the Knights in Pittsburgh the next night. I would assume that Brassois gets the start against the Sabres. Um, we have touched on Vegas struggling to score goals lately. And of course, a lot of that is attributed to their injuries, but they've also run into some good goaltending as well. Don Granado, I believe uh, this morning he was saying that he's leaning towards Anderson starting, but the Sabres goal, it doesn't really matter to me at this point. So uh, as long as we get Brassois, um, I will be on the uh, on, on the over in this game. Brassois, as I'll say, I've said it before, i say it again, an incredibly handsome guy who doesn't get... Uh... <laughs> enough credit for, for that handsomeness uh speaking of the flyers who did defeat the knights there plus 275 a big price traveling to sunrise to take on the florida panthers the cats are minus 350 the over under here six and a half it does feel like this is a uh over or nothing game just considering the kind of profiles of these two teams even with carter hart putting in that performance uh the other night i think that's what most people who pay attention to the nhl will be thinking the Panthers overs at home are 23 and eight on the season. They're 35, 20 and two overall. It should be a runaway win for the Panthers in this one, but the odds definitely reflect that. So I'll be passing. And I do think we'll see a lot of people backing this over. I'm with you. I'll be, I'll be passing as well. Um, of course, things change if we get any goaltending surprises, but if we're looking at a Bobrovsky against a hard game here, uh, then um, I won't be on anything in this game. If I could make the Stanley Cup, if I got to pick the two teams uh, just subjectively uh, at the end of the season to pick the two teams that deserve to make the Stanley Cup, for me, it would be Arizona and Ottawa. And those Coyotes are, yeah, they're plus 310. (laughs) Everyone watch that one. The Coyotes are plus 310 uh, coming off a big win against the Red Wings on Tuesday night. They're traveling to 
right over the ambassador bridge to take on the Leafs in Toronto. The Leafs are minus 410. The over under here is six and a half. Now there's a caveat here. I don't like if, if Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek and the Leafs defense was even close to being informed, I won't, don't think this number would be anywhere close to where it is. If the coyotes were playing as well, uh, as poorly as they were just, you know, a month and a half ago, I think this number would be much higher, but it's, it's weird to say that a plus 310 is almost buying high on a team, but that's what you're getting here. And I'm still going to, I'm a sucker for it. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> I like the Coyotes plus 310. You just, you're betting. Some, I say this a lot. Like sometimes you're not betting on a team, you're betting against the team. And I yeah. really don't have a problem betting against the Leafs in their current form right now. They're giving up chances. The goaltenders aren't saving the ones that they're giving up. So you're, there is a viable path to success for a team like Arizona, even on the road. And we saw them pull the upset with Carol Vomelka, uh, in the reverse fixture of this matchup. So yeah, give me the Coyotes plus 310, not a fun one. Yeah, it really looks like that uh, the Leafs have uh, kind of decided here that they're just going to throw caution to the wind and just try to outscore teams every night. And I mean, they have the ability to. Um, this is another game here where you have to look at goals. Again, um, it's at six and a half right now. It's going to be headed towards the seven. So if you, if you like it, you'll have to go early. I think that a juiced six and a half is fair but I will be buying if there are any dips throughout the day. Yeah, the uh, the Maple Leafs have been hilarious over the past week or so. They've allowed four goals, four or more goals to Detroit, Columbus, Seattle, and Buffalo. Not exactly murderous row, but they've won three out of four of those games. So um, this, this could be a get-right spot. There's a lot of pressure coming down on the Leafs, and it would be so like them to just pummel the Coyotes and then whoever they play next, you know, fold again after everyone thinks, oh, they're back. Um, yeah. But I'll be on Arizona for sure. Uh, a real headache are the Winnipeg Jets. They're minus 120, traveling to New Jersey to take on the Devils. They're even money. You were on the Jets against the Lightning. The Jets won that one. As we said on the Tuesday episode, this team is just an absolute roller coaster. They will fold and not play well one night, and then they'll pull out a performance like they did against the Lightning in another. And when you have Connor Hellebuck as your goalie, there's always that opportunity for him to steal it. However, uh, the Devils are a team, and you touched on it last episode, the, the market seems to be onto them, that they are definitely better than the results show. They're getting healthy, uh, and Nico Dawes is, is as reliable as a goalie as uh, they'll find at this season. So I like the even money or better on New Jersey at home to a very, very inconsistent Jets team. Yeah, and I mean, we, we've been banging the Devils drum for a while now, and I don't I don't envision anything changing against the Jets here. Um, as mentioned in the previous episode, I do need to see Nico Dawes in net, which I think uh, I think we will. He is clearly the best option there right now. And the Jets, um, they are on the first game of a back-to-back before their uh, disappointment bowl game on Friday night against the Islanders. Sorry, Michael. So we are on a goalie watch here. Um, I'm thinking that they go with Comrie against the Devils, which would be ideal. And... Um, They've been playing well right now. They've been uh, re- rewarded with results. If we do get Comrie in goal, I do like the Devils, um, and I'll possibly be looking at, at the over there as well. The Seattle Kraken are even money traveling to Ottawa to take on the Senators, who are minus 120. The over-under here is five and a half. We say it all the time. The Senators, they profile very strongly as underdogs, not so much as favorites. However, it's really tough to be confident in Seattle's goaltending situation. So this is a pretty easy pass for me, um, unless we can see the Senators. I'm, I mean, it's, I don't expect it to happen, but if Seattle takes a lot of money, then maybe I'll be on Ottawa. But for right now, I'll be passing. 
Yeah, you nailed it. And I mean, like, I and the thing with with, with Seattle is that what's uh, what's so maddening about them is that there's been long stretches of the season where I don't think they're playing as poorly as the results indicate. But of course, goaltending is a big part of the game, and it keeps it keeps letting them down. I would assume that we get uh, Drieger in net here, um, who is an upgrade over Grubauer at this point, I guess. And while the Senators they should counter with Forsberg, who is. Uh, Quietly putting together a solid, solid season here. Um, at the current number, I think that it's actually a little short for Ottawa. Um, but of course, we don't like laying on the sands or on these parts. So I do need for it to be a little bit cheaper with Forsberg confirmed. I, I, I can see myself on um, Ottawa at a, at a little cheaper of a number. I spoke to the producer of the show and I asked him if we could just avoid talking about this next one. But he said, no, you got to talk about them all. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they're plus 140. Traveling to UBS Arena to take on the New York Islanders, who are minus 160. The over-under here is five and a half. The Islanders went down 5-1 to the Avalanche in a game that I thought set up okay for them to win, actually. 1-1 going into the third period after taking a 1-0 lead. All of a sudden, it's 5-1. Then they decide to show up for the last five minutes and, and cut it to 5-4. Uh, that's kind of been, once again, I think every Islanders loss has been a microcosm of their season in a, in a weird way, and that was another one. It's uh, you know too little, too late from this team, which is just been every game there's a 10 to 12 minute stretch where they're just a mess and when they are a mess they are giving up two or three goals at a clip and with a an opportunistic offense like Columbus coming to town one that can score in bunches sure the the Blue Jackets give up plenty going the other way but the Islanders don't really have the firepower to take advantage of that Um, I think Columbus at this number is pretty good plus 140 right now I wonder where this market will go because I think we're going to start to see a lot of people hop off the Islanders generally uh, because of just how inconsistent they've been so yeah, it's Columbus for me. Easy one, plus 140. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. My only problem is that um, Columbus, uh, they were saying today that if Corpus Allo is healthy, then he's going to start against the Islanders. And I don't want to put any, I wouldn't bet on him with your money. So um, I, there's <laughs> no chance I'm getting involved in a betting on Corpus Allo. Otherwise, I think that um, it would be Columbus or nothing. We'll go on to Nashville, where the Predators are minus 185, hosting the Anaheim Ducks, plus 160. The over-under is five and a half for this one. The Ducks coming off a drubbing against the Blackhawks. The Predators are, they are who they are. I think we have a pretty good idea of what this team does. They did put up an eight spot on San Jose a couple of weeks ago, which was, or a couple of days ago, which was surprising. Um, but I think this line is pretty fair, including the, the total at five and a half. So I'll be passing on Ducks and Preds. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I do expect the Preds to uh, take some money, uh, but it would need to move quite a bit at this point for me to get involved with the Ducks. So I will be sitting this one out. There are a couple of uh, potential Stanley Cup previews on the slate on Thursday night. One of them, of course, is the Bolts and Flames. Tampa Bay is minus 110 traveling to the Saddle Dome to take on the Flames. Also one, minus 110. The over-under here is six. Uh, Calgary is in a funny scheduling spot. They're playing in the middle of five and seven. Daryl Sutter the other night, and I think it was their first after their first game of this stretch, said that the teams, his team and the Oilers both look tired, which doesn't make me feel too good about it. Um, so it's bolts for me or nothing at this price. And I wonder if we'll see some money come in on Tampa Bay, given what uh, Calgary is dealing with on their schedule. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we are going to see some Tampa Bay money coming in. Um, this is going to be a good one. I, I'm personally looking forward to this because there's a, there's a lot of, um, I guess, scouting I need to do on both of these teams. They've both gotten a little bit loose defensively lately. 
And um, I do expect this to get tightened up pretty quickly against each other. Um, we will need to check on the status of Johnny Goudreau. Um, he did leave that Capitals game late. Um, and of course, it's difficult to get any sort of information from Sutter. So we'll probably have to wait this one out until the morning skate. If I do get a flat six, I do like the under if Goudreau is out. And if he is out, I think that Tampa Bay is a little short. And I do think that um, the Tampa money should be coming in in the morning. Yeah, and I wonder with the Flames have built up a little bit of a lead in the Pacific. Yeah. They are in this crazy stretch. So I would expect them to be a little cautious with Goudreau. But you, as you said, uh, with Daryl Sutter, expect the unexpected. The San Jose Sharks and LA Kings will close it out with them before we get to our top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, March 10th. The Sharks are plus 185 traveling to crypto.com arena where the Kings are waiting as minus 230 favorites. The over-under here is five and a half. I think uh, it's going to be hard for me to look away from the Sharks. I don't want to get in bed with this team at all uh, at this point of the season. But if this number does creep up towards two to one, uh, I'll be on San Jose. I do think that the the Kings are good, and I think that's reflected in the price. But are they this good? I don't know. So it's uh, San Jose or nothing for me. We have a slight difference in opinion on this game because here's my analysis on this game. The Sharks are so bad. <laughs> And there's 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 really nothing else I can say. And now they're playing a Kings team who is who is in great form. And I'm I do tend to come in generally higher on the Kings. Salchenko is confirmed for the Sharks, and I do expect quick for the Kings. Uh, my only potential look here would be the over, but um, of course I don't generally tend to rush to bet any Kings overs. So um, I would need to see a little bit of a dip in that. Now we move on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for March 10th. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Uh, the other potential Stanley Cup preview that I alluded to, the Colorado Avalanche are minus 115 against the Carolina Hurricanes. Coming back as slight, slight underdogs, minus 105. The over-under here is six. Uh, Freddie Anderson has been battling some injury issues, so I would need him to be confirmed for Carolina, but the Hurricanes are definitely my best bet uh, for the slate at minus 105 as long as we do get Anderson. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche coming into this one, this will be the third game in four nights after losing to the Devils on Tuesday night. They played the Islanders on Monday night, which they won in a game 5-4, and they're starting to show uh, just some vulnerabilities on defense. They've allowed 13 goals in their last three games played, and Darcy Kemper, as we've talked about, he's starting to wobble a little bit in terms of his overall form. They're either going to get an out-of-form Kemper or they'll get the backup Francois. So the goaltending issue is actually not a huge, huge deal, but I would just really like to see Freddie uh, in goal for Carolina. Both these teams, if you look at their underlying metrics, they're pretty similar. Two elite offenses, two defenses that do give up uh, you know, chances. They, they're not, they'll, they'll trade chances with any team. However, with the scheduling spot in Carolina at home, I think that they deserve to be a slight favorite in this one. So I'll play minus 105 on the Canes against the Avalanche. Anything for you? I'm with you here. I think that um, obviously we've talked ad nauseum about the uh, avalanche goaltending. And regardless of either guy that they go with, uh, the Canes have the goaltending edge with Freddie Anderson right now. The other thing too about the Canes is that um, getting a couple of extra days off at this point of the season is very advantageous. You get some good practice time in, heal some lingering injuries. So I think that that's going to bode well for the uh for Carolina here. And um, I've mentioned this in the past. I do come in higher on the Canes and this game is no different. So um, 
if I can get um, under 110, uh, which I should be able to do uh, pretty easily, I, I, I presume. So um, that will put me on the Hurricanes. All right. And we'll close it out with the New York Rangers traveling to the St. Louis Blues. The Blues are minus 130. The Rangers are plus 110. The over-under here is five and a half. And uh, Alexander Georgiev started against Minnesota. So it's pretty much a guarantee. We'll see Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers. Uh, Pavel Bushnevich is probably going to be out for the Blues. And that leads me to believe you're going to be on the under. You nailed it. So if anybody has been living under a rock and didn't understand Igor Shesterkin's worth after the wild game, um, you know now. I, I do like the under here. The Blues are struggling to generate offense, but they've tightened up defensively quite a bit here. And both of these teams, uh, they do match up well with each other in terms of limiting chances. We saw this on display in their last meeting a week ago where they were cruising along on an under before... I blinked and both teams exploded. So I doubt we see that kind of output again. Um, I'm assuming that we'll see Igor. Well, I, I know we'll see Igor. And I'm assuming that the Blues will go with Huso, um, which would be an ideal matchup for me to uh, bet the under here. There you have it. Uh, another episode of Line Change is in the books. For so many sports, I'm Michael Levoff. Good luck on a loaded Thursday night with your NHL bets. <laughs>